There we go. We're going to record that baby there and uh, get that one going and start recording on the Zoomomatic. Uh, Zoomomatic. There we go. Yes. Oh, there you are. Can you speak? As you as you can see, I've um, I've been following the government edict. So you will see behind me is the requisite flag, the union flag. A lot of people call it the union jack. It's of course not the union jack. It's the union flag, as it made very clear on my government letter, which will be coming out to all households soon. You must fly flags. Flags are big. Flags are derogueur. Flags, well, not that flag. No, 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 not not that flag, Rory. That is the Scottish flag, isn't it? Of you know, which is part of the union flag, but a very small, insignificant part of the flag. Are you not going to speak? <laughs> I I thought this would come. I was wondering when we get to put flags up all the time. There's a bloke along my road here. He puts flags up for different uh, nations, um, birthdays and things like that. So you get loads, of, which I quite like. Um, but well, we talked uh, about flags last week, didn't we? But, but it, it's, it's gone one step further this week. There's been a new variant, hasn't there, with um, James Wilde, the Tory MP for Norfolk. Oh, he, yeah, I've got the clip on play the second. Can I just say something? You're in a black shirt there with, yes. with a flag... <laughs> Union Jack with fear, Union flag behind you, and it kind of looks a wee bit mm, right wingy. It's a it, oh, does it? and your hair's been yeah, trimmed at the I'm, side. I'm reclaiming the flag for normal people like me. You know, not the right wingers may have had it for a while. You know, the fascists, you know, the boot boys, the Doc Martin wearers, but I'm reclaiming it for the hush puppies. I'm I'm not sure, Paul. I I just uh, I I just. And anyway, it's just that somebody might take a, a you know a picture of this and see you as the new leader. That's all I'm saying. You could be the new leader. Uh, well, uh, loads of loads going on today. We've got a brand new game of uh, uh, catch it, uh, catch it, um, and you've got a brand new game as well, haven't you? Well, we're going to play Flags for Life, but I, I did want to talk about the flags a little bit more because um, you know this new variant that's come out, the, the James Wild flag variant. Uh, James Wilde from Norfolk, um, he, he laid into the BBC this week. I don't know if you saw that, Ronnie. Yeah. And, and the, the BBC had a big report about what it does and all the great things it does and things it's not doing so well, like covering Peterborough, places like that. Uh, and, and of all the questions, James Wilde went in with, where's your flags? Um, I just wanted to touch on, um, there's been a discussion about flags last week. Um, and I think in, in your annual report last year, 268 pages, do you know how many Union flags featured in any of the graphics um, in those glossy pages? Uh, of all the briefings that I got for this meeting, that was not one of them, I'm afraid. I think Mr. Wilde will help. to take again? <laughs> I, I had no idea. Well, it's zero. <laughs> Do you find that surprising? No, I, I mean, I, I think that's, that's a strange metric. I have to say, one of the things I looked at when I came into the building this morning was a Union Jack flying proudly on Rescue. Broadcasting House, which it does on many, many, many days of the year. Uh, I don't think there's any problem with the BBC in terms of championing the UK and Britain abroad. Uh, <laughs> see, um, what, was, what was good for me on that one, Paul, as well, is the fact you probably picked up on it. Tim Davey was obviously in front of this committee. He would have been briefed to his eyeballs. It's his first yes. time as the new boss of the BBC. Right, we're going to talk about uh, the use of independent uh, TV companies to make programmes. Uh, we mm -hmm. may talk about um, you know the expansion uh, north. Uh, we may talk about the licence fee. We may talk even uh, about um, you know straight come dancing. You may get something like that. Uh, and yes, what's your yes, plans? Yes. Left field questions might come out, yeah. like Strictly or something like yes, that. So yes. Be prepared for that, Tim. Yeah. 
And what did you get? How many flags are on your report? What I liked about that, though, was the fact that Tim Daly did very, very well not to, you know, he was stifling what he really wanted to say, which was, James Wilde, you're a pillock. And he didn't he didn't say it. So I take my hat off to Tim David for not using swear words, you know, and, and responding to an obvious pillock. And the, the thing is that you know, people in class houses like James Wilde shouldn't throw stones, Ronnie. Yeah, because? I've got the Conservative Party manifesto here from 2019. Mm-hmm. And? How many flags? How many flags? 64 well, pages. How many flags? Well, so that's a, well, that's 64 flags for me. It's got to be you know, a flag every page. Zero, Ronnie. Zero flags in the Conservative Party manifesto, which, which you know, I think this is a, a fairly new thing with the Conservatives. This vexophilia is a fairly new thing. Qu'est-ce que c'est pourquoi? Mm-hmm. Vex at what? Vexophilia? That's the official word. An admirer of flags is called a vexophile. Yeah, what? so vexophilia uh, is is what it's about. But today it's gone even a step further. All government and council buildings have been ordered to fly a flag, which is why I've got one here. And I'm also hearing, yeah, yeah. definitely hearing that Boris is soon going to appoint a minister for flags who will ensure that every office, pub, and home proudly flies yes. the union flag. And people like you and me, Ronnie, will be forced to wear Union Jack socks and underpants, which will be checked on a regular basis. Oh wow. Mm. What will there be like um, sort of controls and borders? You, you have to if you want to go. I mean, for you, you go shopping. Uh, when, when you remember when you used to go shopping into Peterborough, the Queen's Gate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, in the old days before the John Lewis um, uh, was closed down, and you could go in, and so somebody will stand there going, "Can I have a look at your underpants?" So you saw. Oh no, it's going to be worse than that. It's going to be worse than that. You, as you go into Queen's Gate, there are going to be government flag officials, and they'll just whip your pants down. And have a quick, quick butchers <laughs> your grunties, and oh. then they'll help you pull your pants back up. But anybody not wearing Union Jack undies uh, or, or showing undying loyalty to their leaders will, will be frog marched in chains to the nearest re-education centre and flogged until they learn to flag properly. And flag, by the way, is going to become a verb fairly soon in its own right. You know, non-flaggers beware. Um, well, we have to pay for that because that sounds, a, you know, if you don't mind me saying it, it sounds a wee bit exciting. You know, you get a wee bit of. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the frisk. I, I like a frisk. If it's done properly and with mm. you know, attention and care, it can be a lovely thing to experience. I think it'll be a rough frisk, oh. but it will be a free frisk. All right. So. <laughs> free, a free frisk. Okay, well, I'll put that down. A, a free... It's inspired me, Ron. It's inspired me to come up with a new game. Would you want to play... Flags for life. Yes, please. Do you want to play Flags for life? I, I do love a game, and I, I do love your games because, you know, you don't come up with a very good ones. Well, let's go then. Okay. Let's play Flags for Life. Ladies and gentlemen, inspired by the Tory party, this is Flags for Life. Flag number one, Ronnie Barber. Name that country. Um, it's red at the top, white at the bottom. What's the country? Uh, is that Ecuador? Is it Ecuador? Yes. It's a little bit closer to home than Ecuador, Ronnie. A little bit closer. They have a Formula One Grand Prix there. Uh, Belgium, not Belgium, uh, Austria. It's not an Austrian flag, is it? Come on, Ronnie. <laughs> is it um, oh, uh, France, Germany? It's not France, Germany. It's a mm. very small uh, country, uh, very uh, small. Luxembourg. Monaco. <laughs> yes. Mo- Monaco. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Luxembourg Grand Prix. I've never heard that phrase. <laughs> never, ever heard that phrase. Right, OK, you've got it eventually. Flag number two, Ronnie. Flag number oh, two. That's it's fin- red. That's Finland. Oh, that's your Finland. Is it? 
It's red with a blue cross with white edging. It's not Finland. Norway? It is Norway, sir. Well done, well done. So two out of two on flags for life. And finally, flag number three. Here we go. Right. Flag number three. Do you see that? I'm looking at it. I can't quite see it. It's a blue flag. And it says United Federation of Planets oh, that's, on it. That's, is that Star Trek? Is that the it Star- is Star Trek. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank three you. out of three, Ronnie. Well done. Um, I've got to tell you some penis news. Uh, you know that uh, oh. you know, I keep an eye on uh, what happens down under. Human you keep a pe- very close eye on the penis. Human penises are shrinking because of pollution, warned scientists. <laughs> um, Dr Shanna Swan has found that chemicals uh, called phthalates are causing human babies to be born with malformed genitalia and they're actually shrinking them as well because of pollution. Oh yeah. So, I mean, people like you, you'll be worried about that. Uh, um, but she writes that it's an existential crisis uh, because of these phthalates. It's a chemical used when manufacturing plastics. You're plastics again, Paul. It's plastics. Yeah. And as a result of pollution, a growing number of babies are born with small penises. Okay, so I'm just saying, let's get rid of the plastics. Uh, let's have babies with bigger penises. That's all I'm saying. Let's get, oh, that get rid of the penises. Ooh. You know, it's evolution, isn't it, Ronnie? We've we've evolved over the centuries, over the millennia. Yeah. And if we have to do without penises, then so be it. It's evolution. I'm all for that. Let's uh, let's put that one down. Uh, evolutionary penis. penis evolution. That's penis, it. That's it. Penis yeah, evolution. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a year since lockdown, Ronnie. Um, I, I don't know if you've uh, been marking it. I don't know if you um, you took part in the minute silence. Did you for the lockdown? I, I, I did the minute silence and. I put some uh, little lanterns in the uh, the windows. Uh, for oh, nice. Uh, nice. That's yeah, nice. But I don't mm. know if anybody else did. Everybody else is putting their flags up for some reason, so I don't know. Well, I'm surprised Boris managed to keep silent. I'm surprised he didn't encourage everybody to clap during the minute silence. You know what Boris is like. Yeah. Uh, but a year since lockdown, it feels much longer, of course. We've done over 100 podcasts now, Ronnie, as well. Yes. Um, a lot has changed in the past year, including... Our vocabulary, Ronnie. A lot of words have been introduced that we didn't know of before. So I've come up with the co-vocabulary. Co- it's not easy to say. This is, this is almost um, like BBC stuff, inform, educate and entertain. That's what we're doing, yeah, because there's, there's a lack of it at the moment. So are you ready for some of the words that I've found that have been introduced into our lingo? Here yes, please. Um, uh, first word is Corona Coaster. Corona coaster, right. the ups and downs of your mood during the pandemic. One minute you're smiling, Ronnie, next minute you're welling up. Yes, that's very true. I usually get about half past ten. Yeah. Uh, next word that's going in the uh, the new uh, co-vocabulary, not easy, uh, quarantinis, quarantinis, which are experimental cocktails mixed from whatever random ingredients you've got left in the house. Have you been doing that? You, have you been making quarantinis? No, I've been making ovaltinis. I'm an ovaltinia. <laughs> that's target audience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're all about. We've done we've done testing on this, haven't we, Paul? We, we know who we're talking to. <laughs> When do I mention Des O'Connor? Do I drop him in? Oh, take a dum dum, take a dum dum, take a dum dum. I love Des O'Connor. I saw an old clip of Bob Bunkhouse on Twitter oh, this morning. Oh, was it great? A great on the story. Late Show. Very, yeah. very funny. <clears throat> um, right, new word. Another word. 
yeah. locktail hour, locktail hour, which is one o'clock in the lockdown era. Uh, it's creeping earlier every every passing week, and virtual pubs seem to be opening from lunch onwards. So locktail hour, are you partaking? Uh, no, I don't. I can't make cocktails. I, you know, I just usually have three shots of something, and then add three shots of something else. Then just have a wee dance, and it seems to mix it up very nicely. Anyway, uh, other words that we're gonna we're gonna include in the new co-vocabulary. Uh, furlough, of course, which we never. Nobody, no, nobody no. Knew, we thought horse before they started, nobody knew about furlough, did oh, they? Yeah. Um, Chris Whitty's going in there, obviously. Bubble, the R rate. Covidiot, anti-vaxxers, and of course, Jonathan Van. Sam, the man. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know what? He's in, in there. In America, I reckon in America, the way they're political, he could he could be up for election, couldn't he? He could he could actually just stand as a, for the president. Because I think he'd win here. So I think he'd, he'd win here. It's great because I love the analogies. And I do love the fact, when he did that uh, thing where uh, they were talking about the vaccine rollout last Monday or Tuesday with the uh, Mandy Handicock, um, he immediately thanked the NHS he said mm. was, yeah, for the vaccine rollout. Just thanked him. I, thought, cause it, I love the fact as well that he lives near Spalding and nobody wants to live there, but he chooses to. Yeah, that's his thing. Um, Paul, <laughs> Paul, the big th- excitement for me was uh, Line of Duty. Uh, it was out, a brand new episode on uh, Sunday mm. night. But there was a wee bit of a shock because, you know, they like the raccoons. And mm. uh, I don't know about you, but I heard the thing and, and the lady said, uh, I thought she said jizz. <laughs> so did I. A lot, and I was watching it with my 17-year-old. So my 17-year-old was sort of slyly looking at me out of the corner of her eye. And I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, mm, when, do we, when do we have this awkward conversation? Yeah. Jizz? What, what's jizz, Dad? <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's something the coppers use all the time. Turns out it's chiz. <laughs> it's C-H-I-S. And I think they did that deliberately. I, you know, because there's a stuff going on in, in behind the scenes about clues and everything. And it's an acronym for just an informant, isn't it? Something like that. Co- no, no, it's, it's, the, the show is full of acronyms, isn't it? And you watch it and half of it you just don't understand. I've got, um, but the- chiz is Covert Human Intelligence Source. Now, if ever something was made up, that's made mm. up. For, for dramatic yeah. purposes. Yeah, I think you're probably right. But as I say, the world is changing. I mean, my daughter, they, they communicate by acronyms, you know, constantly. They don't speak in normal stuff. So when they're texting, so I had a quick look at my daughter's phone the day after uh, some of the acronyms. So I wonder if you know them. G2G, do you know what that means? G2G. G2, get to, got to go. It has got to go, yeah. Go, yeah. Yeah, oh, go. yeah, so you can use that from now on. You'll look G- really funky and young and everything. Brilliant. GTG, yeah. GTG. TTYL. TTY. Tomorrow to... No, TT, I don't know. TTYL. <coughs> Talk to you later. I, this is the final one I got off my daughter's phone. WTF. WTF. What the... F- Wisconsin Tourism Federation. Oh, that's yeah, she's good. looking. She's looking to visit Wisconsin in the in the near future. Um, I, I've discovered. I did a, we did a bit of a, a search on the kind of uh, police acronyms. Uh, there's Penis, P-E-N-I-S. Um, You're obsessed with Penis, aren't you? This is what pen- is it with Penis again? Um, he was balls the other week. Now it's Penis. What's going on? Police engagement of narcotics intelligence source. <laughs> that's, that's of course good. it is. Uh, there's one here called Fanny. Uh, which is foreign and national narcotics yobos. You made this up. No, that's no. This is one they use all the time. 
Yeah, it's been used. The police, uh, you know, they're very... 10-4, got Fanny, got Fanny, 10-4, yeah. over and out. Yeah, can you get Can you get me penis? Thank you. Yeah, it's, I've got Fanny. It's, Brilliant, it's, thank you. It's penis, Paul, it's penis. Hey, by the way, brand new TV show, I've got to tell you, know, we try to inform our listeners of things they should be watching and things they shouldn't be watching. This is my house. It was on, I think, on Wednesday night, Paul, at 9 o'clock, big mm. time viewing, I think you'll both agree. Um and it's Stacey... There's only one of me, by the way, not both. Well, you're yeah. not about both. It's just one of us. Well, you're <laughs> slightly weird. You've got two sides to you. Stacey Dooley hosts a new spin on Through the Keyhole. New spin. It's a complete show, <laughs> right? Through the Keyhole, which four hopefuls, eat, four hopefuls, hopefuls each aim to convince a team of celebrity judges that the house they are in is their own. It's an hour long. It's an hour long. Oh my god! And, and it's and it's not it's not council houses they do. They go to big posh houses and these people uh, go in front of a panel. And I don't know what the prize is. I never watched it. But what's your take on this? Do you think is it is it a homage or is it a rip off? I think it's a bit like the bank balance thing with Gordon Ramsay. That they've run out of ideas for TV shows. I mean, Flags for Life would be a better TV show yes, than that. Yes, they just. They, just ripping stuff off because they've run out of ideas. It's a bit like music in 1986. It was all cover versions, wasn't it? Do you remember? Oh, and, and and now, you know, they're doing the same things with TV, and they should they should come up with other things. I mentioned the other week, you know, <clears throat> bring back it's a knockout. Something simple where towns compete against each other. You know, Grimsby against Spalding well, on a greasy pole on a Tuesday well, night in November. Well, listen. So that's what we want to see. Uh, another programme, uh, your DNA journey. And I thought we could put ourselves forward for that and we could find out who, where we are. Uh, but isn't there another programme? Because they, they use double acts, don't they? So we could, yeah. we could, we could yeah. go together. Um, but isn't there another programme that traces people's personal history? <laughs> I, I did... Uh, it just rung a bell. Where people, you know, with the help of experts, they can mm. trace a family tree and everything. <laughs> I, I, anyway, not with, they don't take two people though, Ronnie. So that's the difference, the, the marked difference ah. in the show. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. okay. Well, that, that, that's uh, well. Thanks for that. It's uh, okay. I've got I've got another idea for a TV show. What about getting the biggest ship you can find and and, and blocking a canal? Oh, anywhere, yes. Anywhere oh, in yes. the UK. Um, I love anything where ingenuity has to be used to get you know mm. get rid of the problem. You know that, that's mm. what I like. So what is this? So we could we could go to Wells or something in Norfolk where the sea comes in, get a massive container ship and block the ports because they've done it in Egypt. I don't know if you've seen the Suez Canal this week. They've, yes. they've started. They've got a big ship and blocked the whole of the thing. I mean, it's threatening imports, vaccines, oil prices, foods, and everything. Boris isn't worried though. Boris isn't worried. Me personally, you know. He's not worried about the situation in Egypt, but me personally, I think he's in denial. Oh, <laughs> yes! Boom! Oh, what a what a storm! By the way, that came from left field. Oh, Thanks. oh, that was it. No, but it's interesting. This ship that's jammed in the Suez Canal is as tall mm. as the Empire State Building, right? It's massive. It's called Evergreen, I think, isn't it? It's <laughs> but huge the other thing. thing, the other thing about it is, it was just going through quite nicely. Then a gust of wind moved it. <laughs> no, no, yes. that's not true. Have you, see, have you have you seen the they plotted the route of the ship on the radar thing? And the captain was having he was taking a piss. The captain <laughs> was having a, a big piss. cock. He's drawn a big cock on the radar, so he's been going round a cock and balls on his on his journey, and <laughs> and he's got stuck as he got to the end of the dick. 
Please, let's not have any more references to Down Under, Paul. That's horrible the way... Hey, Paul. It's uh, true, though. It's true. Media training is uh, one of the things we both do. Uh, you more than me, because mm -hmm. you've got mm -hmm. more experience at the... Uh, well, you've got more experience than talking to people. I don't really like talking to people. Um, but uh, we always know, Paul, in the media world, especially in radio, the mic is always live. Always presume you go into a studio or you go, you sit down and somebody's patching you up with a mic to do an interview. Mm -hmm. That mic is live. Because it you makes never say anything. Think. If you're in, a, if you're in a broadcast area, never say anything into the mic that you don't. Even while I'm waiting to go zoom in with you, yep. I don't go. Ron is a little Scottish weirdo. I don't do all that. I don't do it. I just say you're a Stanford asshole. But that, that, that. <laughs> anyway, um, Ian Blackford, the Scottish uh, National Party uh, rep, uh, uh, boss of them in the uh, House of Commons. Do an interview with Sky, and here's what happens. Do you accept the committee's findings that the First Minister of Scotland misled Parliament? It's pretty straightforward. I can see what you're trying to do, and of course I did hear you speaking to your studio as I was waiting to come on that you were going to give me a kick-in, so it's quite clear what's happening here. <laughs> he was going to give... No, Paul, it is a wee bit of a nightmare when you you do press a, a, a pre-fade button sometimes and you say something to you, what you're hoping is your producer, and it turns out it wasn't. I've only ever done it a couple of times, um, and, uh, you know, it, it didn't go down well, let's be honest. It's easy done when, when, you're, when you're presenting in a studio, though. For, for those people that don't understand, you've got lots of faders in front of you, and if you put them up... That's that, that that goes out on air. Yeah. But if you press a little button called prefed, you can speak to your contributor. So if you've got three or four people, it's quite easy to get the wrong contributor and say, gosh, she, what's she wearing? I am here, you know. You know, what did you do? Um uh, well, actually it involved me and Andy Harper, but I'm not gonna say any more than <laughs> Andy and I were passing comment on a trail that went out, and Andy thought he was talking to me because Andy was doing my sport. But actually, he was talking to upstairs in the production office, and the person who was in the trail heard the whole thing. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! So, Mister Nice Guy Harper, <laughs> very funny though, because I, I just went, I can't hear you, Andy. He went, Oh no, I've done it. But it's all it's all water under the. He used um, to he used to be my um, my understudy in the sports department many many years ago, and he he used to record the um, the full times from Radio Five and put them on little jingle things for me to. So as I was talking, I'd grab them off him, put them in the slot, and then press play. And he once recorded ten, and they were all blank. <laughs> uh, so I threw the tenth one at him and hits him on the side of the head. You got sacked for that these days. By the way, you were talking about the SNP and, and um, Ian Blackfoot. Can I just run this by you? Is, that, is this okay? Yeah, do you want to have a drink first? Yeah, because that's what... <clears throat> have I got, I've got a bit of a, a Francais in my throat. Can I just run this by it? Because you were yeah. talking about the SNP. Um, Nicola Sturgeon, um, not guilty or guilty, or do we just delete as appropriate? Because I'm confused by it all. Uh, she was found that she hadn't misled Parliament by the independent uh, judge, appointed mm -hmm. and uh, suggested by Alex Salmond, who was up. Uh, but um, uh, the committee, which is made up of partisan uh, members of uh, the Scottish Parliament, Five to four voted that she had misled Parliament. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, they tried to get her to commit, you know, commit to kamikaze and go, but she didn't. Uh, and Ruth Davison, that was her last uh, goal because she goes down to become, uh, it goes into the House of Lords. Right. Yes, yes. And of course, Nicola's not on her own with misleading Parliament. You know, many of them have got form for that, haven't they, in both, uh, both houses. 
Oh, well, Nicola didn't mislead Parliament. It's been the independent thing. But well, yeah. she did. No, she didn't. She did according to the Parliament. No, but the Parliament, you know, they, that's part of that. But, the, uh, of course, um, we, we, if we have the same standards down here, it'd be interesting how many of the Cabinet would be left in the job. Well, there wouldn't be much of the Cabinet left, would there? Just the, the bit with the gin. That'd be it. Hey, be I've, got, else left. I've got something to say. Pretty Patel uh, was out yesterday. Oh, pretty... Pretty Patel. She was out saying she's going to come up with a brand new thing to, you know, to handle illegal asylum seekers, all right? Mm. She's and, tough, isn't she? Oh, she's, she's small but tough. Yeah, I mean, I, I quite like looking down on her. Which is lovely for me. I don't get many people to look at it. But um, she, uh, she's come out with this brand new thing, uh, and, and I think they're maybe into trouble because uh, what they're going to if anybody arrives in Britain uh, seeking asylum, but they arrive illegally, they'll be sent back to their first port. All right. Yes, they arrive yes. Yeah, quite right to get tough on immigration. Yes, yes. I, actually, I can't say that in front of this flag because it makes but, me look like yes, a Nazi. It does. It, yes. Now, that's not a new thing, Paul, but the new thing mm. is that. If they can't do that, they will send them back to another country, which will agree to take them. Now, the guy that was on yesterday, the mouthpiece for Pretty, he was saying that they're negotiating with countries, which countries will take these illegal mm. asylum seekers. Now, Paul, I don't know about you, but if I'm running the country and, I, and another country says we take some of these asylum seekers... I'm looking for a wee bit recompense, don't you think? Are you? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, because I've got my own things to deal with. So mm. um, is a Pretty Patel, is she a, a people trafficker now? So she's sending people to other countries and paying these countries well, to take them? We don't know that they're paying other countries to take them. But they're not going to take them for free, free, are they? No. So I just, I, just, I, I feel like writing a letter saying, just have a look at this again, because you may be, People trafficking, if you're moving people from one country to another and money's involved. Now, there might not be any money. It might be done as a, a goodwill gesture, Paul. All I'm saying is look at the final, final detail, the little detail things before you spout off another policy. Thank you very much. My name's Ben it, it might be like, you know, um, it might be like your situation, you know, when Scotland were trying to get rid of you and there was a transfer fee involved and, and we paid Scotland because, uh, you know, they wanted to get rid of you so much. Uh, so it might be that. They might treat it as a transfer fee oh, rather wait, than, wait, wait, you know, wait, 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 trafficking. Let, oh, well, let me think about this for a second. Oh, no. I think I joined the Royal Air Force, which I think is uh, the, the, the Queen's Air Force, and I mm -hmm. went and protected this country, all right? I left my country to go and protect the country, right? I left Scotland to protect Britain, all right? So, no, don't start casting aspersions yeah. at me, mate. Yeah. Where's your flag, then? Where's your flag? You've not got your flag up. You need to speak so we can see it. What? Put all your right. flag back up and there's, speak. There's my flag there. It's a cushion. I know it's a well. That, that mm. you know, is that illegal? No, can you use things? No, I don't think you can. Well, you can only use it when sexy stuff comes on the TV. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Um, now listen, today's a big day, Ronnie. Oh, what, what was that? Yeah, it's a big, big day today, Ronnie. Right. Big day. What is it? Mm. The new fifty-pound note comes oh. out today. I don't know if you've seen this. Thank God. <laughs> mm -hmm. When was the last time we talked about this? I wish we'd hurry up and do this because we are always dealing in fifties. Yeah. Well, um, GCHQ has devised a fiendish set of puzzles to mark today's release of a £50 note, which features the face of hero codebreaker Alan Turing. 
who of course uh, worked near Cambridge, uh, is unveiled on the agency's website today. The Brain Teaser features 12 puzzles based on the new banknote. Insiders say anyone who solves it all could be bright enough to work at GCHQ. Um, is, is that what you did when you were working for the working for the country? Okay, were, you, were you bright enough to work at GCHQ? I right? can't I can't tell you that. Why would I tell you that? See, that's just, oh, that's just you civvies. You, you just don't quite get security, do you? You don't quite understand. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where I worked, Paul. Yeah, I did that. I was one of the people working on... Yeah, and we come it's up... Like, it's like somebody said this week that, that James Bond was not a good spy because everybody knew his yes, name. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my name's Bond. It's all right, mate. I, I know I've seen the films. What? Yeah. Oh, I'm a, yeah. That camera the there. best spies. You don't know their names, do you? It's, they're just wandering about. You yeah. know? They're not driving around in uh, you know, convertibles. Right, Paul. That, do you know a lot about spies, do you, Paul? Yeah, not really. Yeah. But anyway, um, so Alan Turing is on the £50 note, Ronnie, but I don't know if you know this. Um, not a lot of people do know this, Ronnie, uh-huh. not a lot of people. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, okay. But it was a toss-up between Turing yes. and ageing rocker Cliff Richard. Get out of here. No, seriously, Ronnie, yeah. And, and it's not been made public, this, but, you know, I've got insiders. So... Um, you know, Cliff could have been on the £50 note today, but he's not. He's not. He's not. It's Alan Turing. And it's a shame because Cliff's been keeping a low profile um, since the BBC raided his house with the help of the police. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, I do remember those particular images, yes. Yeah, the BBC uh, raiding it. Uh, so Cliff, Cliff, he moved to Somalia and uh, he's, he's been there quite a while. He helps the pirates fix up their boats. You know, lovely they are now, mahogany finish, plaid cushions, proper stereo systems, you know, all wired for sound. Uh, and Cliff initially just went for a summer holiday on his bus to Somalia. Yes. But he's, but he's, 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 he's staying there. He yes. called me, because me and Cliff go back, you know, way back. Mm-hmm. So he called me to say, hello, Paul. <laughs> I'm staying in Somalia and I'm fixing up the boats for the pirates, you know, wiring them up for sound. And um, he's, he's been in contact with me for a lot of years, Ronnie, uh, yeah. but not recently. Um, we, we fell out over his new business venture. So, you know... We're not talking anymore. No, no, you're not done. Um, yeah, so it's is sad, you know, but, you know, it's, it's just the, the way <laughs> the way it goes with superstar singers that move to Somalia. Uh, and uh, he's gone into the wine business now, and that's what we fell out about, because I advised him against it. He's, he's gone into the wine business with a woman with horns and a long tail. Oh, long-tailed woman, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's a devil woman. Yeah. Uh, and and the, the recipe for the wine is a bit weird, which is why I fell out with him. It's a bit weird, this wine. It's, it's strange stuff that he puts in these bottles. Because the, the, I looked at the ingredients, and his wine is, is rockets, you know, rockets. Yes. You know, big, big toes. Yes. And grapes. Yeah. It's called Missile Toes and Wine. Your face just looks like that guy, John Wilde, when he was asking the question, thinking he was really smart asking the question for the Union Jack flags and the BBC report. That's what your face was. Missile toes and wine. Missile toes. Wonder no, no, seriously, it's wonderful. It's uh, it's just wagged my tail. Hey, do you want a game of catch it? Yes, please. Let's get catch Explain it. Explain the rules. I'll tell you. Hello and welcome. It's me, Emery Bard. <laughs> back with another episode of the game that's all about one thing. That's right, catch, catch it. it! Can you catch it? I bet she can catch it. Him upstairs can certainly catch it. 
as ever, with Catch It, the rules are simple. Remember, you don't want to take too long to answer. That's right. Indecisive Catch It. And the questions won't be simple. That's right. Hard Catch It. And remember to maintain eye contact with your host at all times. That's right. Catch It in the eyes. <laughs> Our host for today's episode of Catch It is the one, the only, Mr. Ronnie Barber. That's right. Scottish Catch It. Please welcome Ronnie Barber. Brilliant, brilliant. That's a, it's a lot of um, it's a lot of plays on words there. The word catch it. No, it's catch it. It's, it's a game where you. That's what I, I said, catch it. And I have to say to you, I get I give you uh, words or expressions, and you have to say catch it, don't catch it. So I'll say okay. what, and you have to say like I would say ball, and you would say mm-hmm. catch it. Yeah, that catch it. Yeah, uh, and other things. So are you, are you ready to play then? <laughs> yes. All right. Yes, I am. Let, let's go with jellyfish. Jellyfish, um, no catch it. No catch it. That's right, because it's wet. Catch it. Okay. Um, <laughs> what about COVID? Oh no, 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 no catch it. I've been jabbed now. I've been jabbed. Infectious catch it. That's what that one is. No, don't want that. Noisy protesters. Oh, I love a bit of that. Catch it. Illegal catch it. Nice one. And the mm. complete works of uh, William Shakespeare. Oh, I'll go for that as well. Catch it. Literary catch it. Well done. And um, Boris Johnson's <laughs> Brexit promises. Oh, dear. No catch it. <laughs> Political catch it. Well done, Paul. That's good. And finally, Stormy Daniels' dance poll. Stormy Daniels' dance poll. Oh, I wouldn't get up there now. So, no, no catch it. That's right. Slippy catch it. <laughs> well done, Paul. That's brilliant. Absolutely, okay. uh, you got them all correct there. So we'll have another game Thank of catch you. it another day if you like. So it's, oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think I think we need to do catch it more than once. Yes, yeah, definitely. Well, all right. Well, I'll, I'll come yeah. up with some more in the in the, in the meantime. Um, now, what what are we? Have you got another game for me yet, or what? Well, no. What I wanted to do before we go, because time's getting on. Look at the time. Yeah, we, I know. We've, we've we've done forty minutes. It feels like ten. And you know, sea shanties are all the rage at the minute. We've talked about it before. <laughs> all the way, man, and all that. Yeah, I've got an idea, Ronnie, for something I think that could be big. It could be really big. So basically, they've taken some old rhymes, haven't they, and put some dance music behind it, haven't they? Like, oh, oh, man. I think if we do the same thing with nursery rhymes for kids, we'll be onto a winner. This could be a business opportunity. I like this. So I've got a bit of a. Let me, let me, because this will be a nice way to finish with a bit of music, wouldn't it? You ready? Boom shaka. Here we go. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't but Humpty together again. Um, what do you think? Well, yeah. Uh, feedback, and we're always honest with each other. Well, let me give you another one. I've got another okay, one as well. Yeah, let, okay. let me give you this one, then, yeah. then, then give you feedback. Here you yeah. go. There once was a man from Sprocket who went for a ride in a rocket. The rocket went bang, his balls went clang, he found his dick in his pocket. For kids, what do you think? I think it's wonderful because it's got anatomy on there and it's got uh, euphemism, it's got uh, colloquialisms. That's lovely. I can see that going well. You should do more of those. I think mm-hmm. the, the old Humpty Dumpty thing, forget about that one. Um, mm-hmm. But also there's a thing about sprocket. You know, work yeah. that one out. You know, where, where would you find a sprocket, kid? There was a young woman from Leeds who swallowed a packet of seeds in less than an hour. Or two. No, we won't do that one. <laughs> 
you can, t- can, can you tell? Uh, it's a bit like Charlie State with the uh, the flag thing last week. You can always tell yeah. when people are coming to the end of the contracts, can you? And yeah, you can you always can. tell when this is starting to kind of we're winding this down, though, aren't we? We're, we're just gone. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, I hope so. I yeah. hope so. Yeah, because it's um. But oh, that was nice. So I I think you definitely have some kind of career in in that kind of thing. It's only, you just need a wee bit of uh, boom behind you. I mean, the boom. Oh, I'll add some bass and some sub bass, and uh, I might do a bit of rapage, you know. You need a woofer, mate. You need a woofer, that's what you need. And a sub woofer as well. Yeah, well, I'll have a look into that. But I've got to go now, Ronnie, because this flag won't fold itself, and I've got to get it back to Boris. You know, it takes a long time to fold this flag.